I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And with us tonight, we got producer Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. We're friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. And I tried to look up National Days of, and the only, today, April 24th, Arbor Day. Big day. Okay. They don't share it with anything else. Obviously, the trees are a big, big deal. <laughs> no, it's actually National Lens Over Joe's Begun Drinking Again no, that's Day. True, that's true, oh, Joe. Oh, yeah. Welcome yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty renowned day around the, yeah. around the podcast, at least yeah. I hope. <laughs> Teachers by day, beer drinkers by night. Lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, California. Beer Mecca within a beer Mecca. Please pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us. Hey, y'all. Coffee sucks, but I really like beer, and you should buy me a beer. <laughs> so you go to ilikebeerthepodcast.com and click on Buy Me a Coffee, and you can buy me a beer. Thanks. That's Buy Me a Coffee. Click the link on the website. Does it say buy me a beer yet? We're it does not. I, looked, I couldn't there. find it. I, we'll figure I, that out. I've heard tell that that's a possible. Well, but I, I don't think anybody listening to the podcast thinks we're going to buy coffee with it. I don't. We're going to buy a beer with true. it. Well, what you're really doing also, is. Who told you that? It was. Ryan Wolf. Ryan, Ryan Wolf. I got to call him because I could not find it. A pillar of integrity. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. He would not true. lie about this. Um, but I'm Polish and I couldn't find it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I could use some help. That's all I'm saying. There's right. a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> how many? How many of Joe's family does it take to, <laughs> to, uh, to find uh, to, no, find, sorry. Uh, to <laughs> find the beer yeah, yeah. in the coffee yeah, store? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, it takes all there. of us every yeah. time. But yeah. seriously, I like beerthepodcast.com. We use it to keep this indie podcast going. We have a guest in studio today. Yeah, we're excited. I'm excited about it. Big welcome, Dallas McLaughlin, author, comedian, actor. He's traveled, worked all over the country. We're lucky enough to claim him as a San Diegan and studio guest. Welcome. Oh, thank you very much, everybody. I'm very excited to be here. I was wondering about that buy me coffee thing because yeah. when you started following me on Instagram, then I was like, oh, I like beer. <laughs> so this sounds like a podcast I'll listen to. Yeah. And then I hear the buy me coffee thing. I also love coffee. Right. So then I was like, oh, maybe that's a, maybe there's like a little Patreon side to this yeah. that you guys do about coffee that I wasn't attuned to, but I love it. I love it. I buy me a coffee and yeah. a beer. There well, you go. Back to back, please. Nice. And awesome. truth is we don't get anything. We just keep this show running. We keep the boat that's afloat. Right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's First goes it. to operational expenses. We have not <laughs> we, got to coffee or beer yet. We uh, just buy bigger uh, buckets uh, to bail out yeah, or, right. ourselves uh, out with. So yeah. I like beer, the podcast.com. Uh, Dallas, thank thank you for being here. Yeah. Thanks uh, for having you, me. I'm very you, excited to be here. We're big fans. Uh, Joe and I were lucky enough to see you in Something Rotten last summer yeah. here in town. Yeah. Um, my wife said her favorite Shakespeare play we've ever seen. <laughs> there you go. It stung a little. Seen, and she's seen a few. <laughs> stung a little. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I loved it, but that stung a little. I've taken her to Hamlet more than once. Yeah. But, well, but Hamlet's also very funny. So <laughs> It is funny. <laughs> sure it is. Until it's not. <laughs> some sad moments. A few sad moments. Yeah. So. No, that was a great show. I had a great time doing it. It was my first show at Moonlight. Uh, I don't normally do musicals. I'm not like a big singer. Mm-hmm. I do like plays and, and stuff like that. And so I was got the chance to go out and audition for it. And I went out and did it. And um, they cast me, surprisingly. Didn't sing, though. That was the key. I just, you, you saw it. I just came on and yelled really loud and then ran off and then came back a little later and did it again. Uh, so it was very fun to do it. And then they welcomed me back uh, this summer. So I'm, I'm there doing Jesus Christ Superstar 
uh, as King Herod, which is nice. great. I'm very excited to do it. Perfect. So hopefully you guys will come back and see. Oh, for sure. Already have tickets. Yeah, yeah. already doing it. I'll, I'll, buy, I'll, buy, I'll buy you a beer. Nice. Okay, uh, perfect. If you come, you yeah. let me know. That's called a segue in the business. Yes. Is I bought a beer. Yeah, you yeah, brought yeah, a beer. You, you brought, brought a, beer. a favorite beer. I did, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a bit of a homer today because I'm wearing the hat too, but um, my favorite brewery in San Diego is Fall. Oh, yeah, very And uh, my favorite beer that they make is Plenty for All. Yeah. Nice. Uh, it's their uh, Pilsner, California Pilsner. I, you know what? It, I don't. Oh, that was that too loud. No, no, that's that's pretty good. Good. It makes no, everyone that. feel like they're you're there. good. <laughs> so I, I bought six. I don't know how much we yeah. drink on the show, but I'll give you each your own. Cool. I'll take three. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. You're totally fine. I got to go to rehearsal after this. So either I'm getting drunk in the corner or I'm not. But uh, yeah, I uh, there's a, there's a few reasons why I enjoy this beer quite a bit. Oh, you do it on mic. Yeah, I do it on mic. Oh, so you're like, screw it. I don't even. Oh, yeah. No, yeah you're, sorry, you listeners. You want the sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, this is, um, I, here's the thing. Are you, are you guys like from San Diego or did yeah. you move to yes, San Diego? Are. Okay, great. Fantastic. Yeah. Then we're all on the same page. Yeah. Uh, so you guys remember then back in the day when there was no craft beer, except for like Gordon Biersch mm-hmm. and kind of Carl Strauss were like yes. the only things around. And then Stone came out, but it was just the harshest IPA known to man. Right. And that was all they made, the arrogant yeah. bastard. And uh, I like beer, but I, I like to drink a lot of beer. Yeah. So I've always been a fan of lighter beers. And uh, I used to be a big fan of Modern Times. Uh, Jacob and I, the owner that used to play basketball together. And when he started his brewery, it was all about variety. Mm-hmm. As all breweries happen in San Diego, then it just becomes variety of IPAs instead of actual variety. <laughs> it's coming back around it's coming now. Back around. It, is. it really is. And uh, Fall is one of those breweries for me that has a nice big variety of uh, beers. Plenty for All is one of my favorite Hot Snake songs, which uh, the beer is based on a local band, Hot Snakes. Uh, John Reese from Rocket from the Crypt, and uh, who's a, a buddy of mine from 94.9 Days. Uh, they named, So it's like one of my favorite songs. I'm like, I have to try it. And right. then it's actually a damn good, good beer. Yeah, it's yeah, really, yeah. really well, nice. Cheers. 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 Oh, that's good. Thank you for being here. Beer, cheers. Thank you for bringing beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just crisp. It is very crisp. With a little hop character got, got to it. hop flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that I, is really good. And is, I like it because I can drink four or five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not feel like I'm, I'm yeah. messed up yeah. or full. Or full, you know yeah, what I mean? that's and the, still make it to rehearsal yeah. on time. Exactly. <laughs> right. yeah. I know. I was like, oh, I have some time between re- when we're recording and when I have to go to rehearsal. I'm like, do I go to Belching Beaver? And, yeah, uh, I think you do. A couple yeah. more beers. Yeah. Or how much are I drinking <laughs> on the podcast? But yeah, I just love fall. Yeah. I mean, I, I grew that's up in the music beer. scene in San Diego. And uh, so it's just their whole aesthetic is music and especially the music scene in San Diego. And and uh, it's just so cool. I just love going in and getting like four or five different samples, and they're all different beers. Your Pilsners, get your IPAs, get your Stouts. That's what I really enjoy. So, yeah, big ups to Fall. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, cheers. Cheers. Yeah, Not a sponsor, should we be went, a sponsor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fall, what are you doing? I like beer, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can't no, we'll, go wrong we'll be us. there next week. Yeah. <laughs> we have this great podcast. Are you going to go? No, I'm saying I will. Yeah. Tell us a little, now you're my favorite type of humorist. You're a storyteller. Yeah. And uh, to me, there's a craft to that, a craft to telling a story, to weaving a story and making it funny. Uh, I want to get into that some a little bit today, but let's start with your story. How did you end up in San Diego and doing the work that you do? 
Uh, well, I, I landed in San Diego when I was three because uh, my parents didn't like each other. And um, so, cheers. No other Catholics. And, yeah. um, there you go. <laughs> Catholic of a divorced yeah. family. There I think we're go. right on track here. And uh, my, my dad, they were in Ohio. I was born in Ohio. But when they split, we moved to Ohio, uh, San Diego when I was three. My grandfather lived out here. He was in the Navy, stationed out here. And um, so that's where we wound up. Thank Christ, yeah. um, because my dad lives in this tiny little town in Ohio where it's like you can get yeah, in fights for the wrong, wearing the wrong hat, yeah. you know, uh, it's just a weird little place. And um, so I got to grow up in San Diego and that's how I was here and grew up in Claremont, uh, which is was still one of my favorite places. Best Mexican food in San Diego is Claremont, El Cotija next to Circle K. You can fight me on it all you want. You're wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, that's, that's how I wound up at San Diego and, and grew up here. I, I, Lived in LA for like six months uh, because I was doing a lot of television work and um, LA sucks. LA so does. I, uh, 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 yeah. I was born in LA, oh, oh, right. yeah, but it's okay because I feel exactly because I moved yeah. down here in third grade, yeah, uh, okay, down, down to, to North San Diego County and feel exact same way. I mean, I, I just cannot stand Los Angeles just yeah. driving through there. Just, just even the thought of driving through there, it's the worst. Yeah, I was there a Sunday night for a storytelling show and um, in West Hollywood. And we we got there real early because I'm like I'm not going to deal with traffic. I just this okay. Let's just walk around. We'll just walk around. My wife and I went up, and and it was it's nice once you're there to visit and hang out, and then it's really nice to drive back home uh, away. Uh, We moved to North County though. I I didn't know you guys were all North County, but we my wife lived in North County, and when we started dating. Got engaged. I moved up and moved in with her in Oceanside. Nice. My whole life, I was down south. I was Claremont. Pretty much most of my time in San Diego and University Heights, which used to have a great bar scene. And now it's all kind of upscale and weird. I don't know if you guys ever get out that way, but used to have some really cool craft bars. And and, uh, now it's all like Madison on Park. (laughs) It's not even hipster. It's like like rich hipster. It's it's like a different level. It's like people who can afford to go to Coachella, like that level of hipster. You know what I mean? That sounds like $10 pints. I'm staying away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, definitely $10 pints. There's still a really great bar in Uni Heights called Lancers, um, which oh. is like hole in the wall. You can still get your PBR and stuff like that and just have a good time playing darts. But like, that's the only place left. Everywhere else is very upscale. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I lo- San Diego's the best. It's just, it's so great. I mean, this is why I like the podcast. Uh, I like drinking beer. Beer is fantastic. It's really great. I don't know if it you guys is. have heard about beer. But it's like more. I, I for growing up in Claremont, I used to go to this bar. I still go there sometimes called the Blarney Stone Pub. But that's where we went every every oh, the whole time. I've been uh, there. I've been to the Blarney Stone Pub. There you go. On my uh, new album. Side I, note: Last week, kissed the Blarney Stone. There you go. Did you wow. do it? I did. Yeah. Oh man! Did it kiss you back? Uh, no, but I scraped my nose. Really hard you gave up. it a good shot. We were there, the, and now I'm going to sidetrack into Ireland stories. But when we were there, the um, our tour guide told us uh, that for a long time, kids would stand under because you know you have to push people out and hold mm. you so you can kiss the Barney Stone. And kids would stand under because all the change in phones oh, would fall. Oh, perfect! And they'd grab yeah. it and then they'd run oh, it. Yeah, <laughs> nice. a little. Uh, uh, but yeah, Barney Stone Pub was like our hangout forever, and. I uh, kind of worked there doing like hosting events there and, and um, our band on my new album. I tell a story about my band. We got our start at that bar uh, and it's just, you know, you're drinking normal beer. You're drinking Smithics, you're drinking yeah. Coors Light, you're yeah, drinking beer. Flavored beer it's just beer, about. you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and that was all it was. But then like all of a sudden when the craft beer explosion happened, I was like very, no, thank you. Just give me my Coors Light. That's mm. all I want. Give me my Smithics. I don't care. 
Uh, and then just like everybody else, I slowly, slowly yeah. was like, you know, I call that maturity. Corruption. It's one of the two. Yeah. Well, I, look at, I, look at maturity, but I think it's maturity. Yeah. I, look at. I think yeah. that's true. I mean, you've, okay. everyone's like this, but you guys talk about a lot of, you've introduced me to it since I've been listening to so many brewers I never even heard about. I used to have this joke where I'm like, you could go walk outside and trip over a homeless person and they'll hand you a flyer for their brewery. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's just so many yeah. breweries. Yeah. Uh, and it's awesome to hear about new breweries, but like, I love hearing about new beers and I love, uh, um, what was the place I just, I just listened to the episode you guys, and it has a weird name, Tipping Point. Tipping Point, yeah. Tipping Point, which is yeah. Oceanside, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, we're going to go, though. my wife and I are going to go to uh, um, the new barbecue heritage yeah. and get some barbecue That's and fantastic. then head over yeah. to Tipping Point. Nice. I'm so, so excited to hear about it. That's, That's so where cool. I'm at now. I went from yeah. Coors Light only, Barney <laughs> yeah. Stone, getting wasted, eating burritos at 2 a.m. Yeah. Now I'm like, let's just go for a day drive and get some <laughs> barbecue and maybe we'll head to Tipping Point. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Both uh, Pizza Port. Uh, former pizza port brewers. Yeah, pizza port's great too. Yeah. Um, so you're up here in North County now. Yes, yes, yes. Well, actually, we're, we're very. We moved to Temecula. Oh, sorry. I'm about sorry. That. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. You brought. You asked me about storytelling, and I totally just went back into beer. I'm excited because I'm drinking beer. But um, yeah, we were living in North County for a long time, living in Vista, and we were in Vista, um, kind of across the freeway from where we are now, almost directly across the freeway and it was like to just to bring out to the brewery scene because we none of this in vista village was like was here. here yeah there was sure. the yellow deli yeah and uh maybe mother earth had just gone in yeah maybe just gone in uh-huh. and that was like it yeah. i mean the vista village pub was there but nobody goes there uh-huh. and uh and then across the way uh we were just but we were bombarded by the, um, uh, what was it? Uh, Latitude 33 yeah. and um, Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Iron Fist? Right. Yep. Iron, Iron Fist, Fist yeah. was over right. there. And, yeah. uh, there. and there was another one too. I forget the name of that one. But they were like, you know, you had to go. Their roll doors were up and you could yeah. drink. Uh, and then I remember we moved out of Vista. We moved to Temecula because we wanted to get a house. And that's where you could do it. That's, yeah. Um, and we were able to get a, a, a good place. And schools are great. We have kids. Made sense. It makes sense. Um and uh, then we came back down uh, to see a show and um, came to it. Well, we'll go to dinner. We'll go to Yellow Deli to get dinner or something like that. And I couldn't yeah. believe what's Belching Beaver was here. Yeah. Wavelength was there at the yeah. time when yeah. we came back down. I mean, this place is insane now. Yeah. It's so great. And it makes up. me miss living in this area so bad <laughs> because Temecula is all wine. It's yeah. just, you know, yeah. there's a couple good there's breweries couple up there. Garage, garages. Oh, that's there. right. Garages yeah. I mean, if you guys ever go up to, there's a place, uh, Solaris is, yeah. um, they're, oh, right. they're great. Uh, probably my favorite brewery in, in Temecula. Like technically, I guess, Murrieta, same thing though. Yeah. Oceanside Vista. It's one of those things. Yeah. Uh, Solaris is great, but, uh, yeah. So we spend a lot of time in North County, um, because we're at what I do working at Moonlight and then, uh, I actually worked for a company called Raindrop and we make commercials and we actually, we've shot here several times. Oh, that, um, okay. that and then we've sense. shot, uh, and we shoot in San Diego. We have our own studio in San Diego. I'm always stopping in, in here and I miss it. I wish we could, we've talked about moving back <laughs> to make it. It's fine. It's nice. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like, it's very suburban. It and is. That's, yeah. It's hard for somebody who grew up in Claremont to, even though Claremont was like old suburban, like what the seventies were to suburbia. Right. right. But it's not that it's just, there's culture in, in Temecula. It's just white people. And um, <laughs> like my daughter's nine. And the other day I was like two months ago, I said, let's get Mexican food. 
for dinner. And she's like, I don't really like Mexican food. And I was like, I've done it wrong. I've yeah, done it wrong. That's, a, yeah, that's a it's time to get mistake. Yeah. <laughs> that stings. <laughs> but it's nice. No we judgment, like, but yeah, it sounds like you're, you're, you need to get failing, but yeah. Uh, talking about our local breweries. Yeah. And, and ones we visited lately. We were at Jacked Up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And they, they sent some beer along. So um, I think we should have a I think we taste this beer they sent along. This is their honey ale, jacked oh, yeah. up yeah. in okay. Escondido. So I'm going to share a can around. Escondido. Hey, that's where I grew up. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> My wife used to work at the Center for the Arts for a very long time. Oh, no way. Yeah. yeah. How long ago? Um, let's see. She left about a year before COVID. Okay. So she'd, 2018, I guess? She'd know my cousin that works there and has worked there for 25 years, for sure. <laughs> Who's, do you want to say their name? Ron Fishback. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. My tail looks enthralled by this part yeah. of the conversation. <laughs> really Did you want to talk about <laughs> uh, other former employees? Of the yeah. <laughs> People love that talk. Uh-huh. Uh, this is. Oh, that honey comes out after that lager, after the hoppy lager. Jacked up's the one that's like you can kind of see off the freeway, right? Yes, that's right. Okay. And they're big. It's expanding. We just, we did actually had a nice time out there. Good interview. Hopefully it turned out it was, they were jackhammering right outside the door, but it was not. <laughs> tail me to work. <laughs> tail, yeah. tail. But, yeah. uh, it's a, it's a, and they've got a, you know, what's pretty cool about them is they have their cabaret license. So they have a full stage set up with like trust right. lighting, everything. Right. So they actually oh, nice. bands play. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool spot. Yeah. Um, they've done a really nice job with it and it just keep, seems to be growing and growing. I do a lot of, I, I used to do stand up quite a bit and uh, I still do it from time to time, but that was like a big thing in San Diego is that like all the breweries started to do stand up yeah. shows. And those are my favorite because oh, I could bad. just, yeah. they're like, well, we can't really pay you much, but we can drink for free. And I was like, <laughs> deal. <Yeah. laughs> That's like uh, the one that went in where wavelength is. Um, they just did their first comedy night. That's right. Um, Blinken. Insane Insane Which went where Wavelength used to be. Wavelength yeah, yeah, yeah. went yeah. And they do they do a comedy night now. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it's hit or miss if you're going yeah. to comedy and doing comedy or going to a comedy show <laughs> at a brewery. It could be uh, uh, the worst night of your life. Yeah. Or maybe one of the best nights. Uh yeah, it's it's very very different. I am a, a huge as we were talking before the show, I'm a huge fan of comedy and the craftsmanship, uh the, the wordsmithing that goes into comedy. You're you're a certain type of you call yourself a humorist, yeah. right? And and I'd like to di- I'd like to dive into that sure, the difference yeah, of a humorist yeah. and a comedian because I do think there's a distinction there. But your style is storytelling, mm-hmm. and I think a curious part of the storyteller comedian is more often than not you must be the butt of your own jokes. <laughs> it's true, yeah, true. Yeah, that's but easiest. occasionally, friends and family are the but yeah, of your yeah. jokes. Yeah, yeah. How does that go? How do you, how do you navigate that? They're not invited. To shows. <laughs> it's really, uh, I had, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I started doing, I was, I was a theater kid. Um, I mean, you guys, you were nice enough to, to compliment rough drafts, which was my first storytelling, storytelling album, which is out, which is out right now on Bandcamp and Apple music. Um, yeah. iTunes, all that stuff. But, uh, I talk about being a theater kid and growing up and, and, I started doing, we started putting on our own shows. So I call myself a humorist because, or sometimes a satirist. It depends on who I'm around and how (laughs) egotistical I want to sound. But I, you know, we started writing our own sketch comedy and doing sketch comedy in San Diego because there was just nobody doing it. And we were tired of auditioning for theaters and stuff. And so we just were like, let's just produce our own shows. And we just, we loved sketch comedy. It was a big thing for us, Kids in the Hall, Mr. Show. Like that was like what we wanted to do. And so I found myself just writing 
And when I got into doing stand up, it was like just it was almost like a challenge. Like we, we kind of challenged ourselves to do stand up. The first night we ever did stand up, we wrote each other's jokes, and then we had to go up and do those jokes, oh, no matter what you they were. were you no had to do each other's yeah, jokes. Yeah, yeah. So I would write your jokes, and then you'd have to go up and do. <laughs> you couldn't change anything. You just had to do what I said. Oh, that's fun. Uh, and it was like yeah. just challenging ourselves to do these weird things, and then. The first night I had, I guess, officially did stand up was at the Blarney Stone. They did an open mic night. The host of that night was this uh, a woman by the name of Allison Gill, who now hosts her own giant podcast. Um, and she convinced us to go, and and I did stand up, and it was it was different than a lot of people. I don't like I, my stand up was never like traditional. Like you watch a special, and you're like, oh, we're doing bits and observational humor. It was always like these really written out like jokes and ideas and, and character work. And I just found myself going back to that writing format where it was like, I don't want to really do stand up. I really like kind of getting into this weird character building. And there's a group in San Diego called So Say We All. Um, oh, I have a friend that's in that. Yeah. And they I do uh, shows at Whistle Stop uh, called Vamp. And that's where almost all my stories are from. We're recorded at Vamp. They, they put out a theme and anybody can submit. But they put out a theme and then you kind of submit a story based on that theme and they go through a critique session and a writing session. And I, in early, the early days of uh, me telling stories, it was all there. And it, I was just like, this is, this is the stuff. Like, this is where it's at. Like, Mm -hmm. like you're saying, like I can bring family into it. I can bring myself into it. I can like make fun of myself, but it's like, I have time to explain (laughs) why I'm saying that I hate my brother. You know what I mean? Like I just, it's not like stand up where I'm just saying it and we're moving on now. You know, it's like, I have time to really get into it and talk about it. And, and you guys all mentioned the grandfather story from rough drafts, um, which was, I did at the whistle stop. I'm going to, I'm going to throw in an interjection here for, for listeners. Um, Rough drafts. Yeah, stories to drink to is the album, your mm-hmm. first album. The whole collection is fantastic. The what ifs, I was just dying during the what ifs. Oh, I agree. The what uh, ifs is phenomenal. How well thought but, out. But Patel and I yeah. agreed. The grandfather's story yeah. was heartwarming. It was funny. I got choked up actually it, listening to it. Yeah, yeah. Like honestly, because you're thinking uh, of your own grandfather. And rings all of truth oh, of, yeah. of family yeah. and, and love, but all, and, and superbly crafted. Yeah. So. Continue, yeah, but I yeah. want, I want, if, if you do nothing else after listening to this podcast, you got to listen to, uh, I believe it's called, I want to be a grandfather. I or, always wanted to be a grandfather. I always wanted to be a grandfather. Yeah. 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 It's, um, yeah. I mean, the, the, those kinds of stories, like you can't do that with stand up. It's just not possible. And, and so I found myself like really getting into how can I like, how can I, I want to this again, please. I, this sounds so egotistical for a beer podcast. And I apologize. Uh, we're drinking beer and having a good time. And I'm like, well, you know what I did, um, <laughs> but like, but like as a humorist or a satirist, it's like, it's a different ball game. It's I'm not just going up and yucking, you know, it's like, I want to go up and like take the audience on a journey and bring it back around where at the end of it, we're all laughing and having a good time. Um, so with the grandfather story, it was like, I, it's based on reality or I was, told to give my grandfather's eulogy. Mm. And then, um, and there was no <laughs> basis for this. Like, no, there was no will that was like, uh, Alice is doing it. Uh, you know, it was just my mom saying that that was what was going to happen. And, and um, you said, just do one of your skits. Yeah, that was your mom says to you. Just do one of your skits. And the, and the stuff do that one of your little skits. Yeah, do one of your little skits. Yeah. They're not skits, mom. Yeah, you got something, right? And I, and I, and I, truthfully, I, like, I told her the bits that I had for old people. Yeah. And, uh, and she was mortified. And I was like, don't do that. That's horrible. 
And so then it was like, go so right. Give us, give us that little taste of, of the, uh, when you see a, a lovey dovey, cute old oh, couple, yeah, yeah. So give us a, a taste of this. So when I started doing stand up, like I said, at the, at the Barney Stone, I wore one liners only because my favorite comics were Mitch Hedberg and, and Stephen Wright, Wright. And, um, uh, like Rodney Dangerfield is, is still underrated somehow yeah. in the world of comedy. Uh, so I, I wrote a one liner that was, uh, anytime I see a cute old couple, uh, like really old, like in their eighties or nineties and they're walking or holding hands or just sitting on a bench together. I always look at them and think, ah, oh, one day soon, one of them is going to be so sad. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a dark, dark joke. And I, you know, I told that to my mom. I was like, that's, I got that joke. That's what I got. She was like, no. Uh, and then I did a long bit that I was working on for standup that I, I did a few times, but again, I couldn't broaden it and make it work in the standup format. So I was so happy to put it in a story, but it was like, after my grandma had died, my grandpa was just like, he just looked like he was uh, yeah. just, to the to like uh, the I can, this is going to sound so misogynistic and I'm sorry but like to a woman it looked like he was falling apart but to a man who knows about being married and stuff like that it's he looked like he was just living like just <laughs> and not necessarily like he was like he was you know hammered surviving. down or he whatever surviving. you know? he, he, he was living he was just <laughs> it's like he finally had somebody he didn't he finally didn't have somebody like making him do something. Yeah, you're going to wear that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. It was like, oh, we're going to watch this tonight, or we're going to eat this, or we're going to drink that. I mean, he would buy, I remember he would buy like those big uh, 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 jugs of wine, you know, like that you would see, <laughs> like in Olive Garden, they're like in the display. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> my grandparents used yeah. to, my great-grandparents used to drink that. There you go. Like bottles of that. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. And he would have the box wine. Boxes, I mean, yeah. So he, uh, you know, he was just like loving do I mean he just did whatever he wanted to do uh-huh. and uh and my mom was like really concerned and I'm like why yeah and you know I go into it in the story uh you can hear but it's just like it was me trying to tell my mom like you do not need to be like this is what I aspire to like <laughs> I aspire to live long enough that I can just be alone again <laughs> like, that's all I want to do <laughs> Like, it's like now, and now, and like I tell the story, but like now, especially with like streaming TV, it's like, yeah. you know how much TV I could just sit and watch if I, like, I, I, I have to insist you stop because yeah. they have to listen yeah, to the, yeah, they yeah, have yeah, to yeah, listen yeah. to the bit. Yeah, no, they listen to the bit. P- spend their four bucks. Yeah, it's not, I think Wait, it's only four dollars right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And, and listen to it because that was just a taste that of, was of good. the whole yeah, one you brought up. The what ifs are so brilliantly mm-hmm. thought out and crafted. And it's funny because you're thinking along the ground, but I just, and then you would get the humor with the subplot. Well, subplot. And you're like, oh my God, that's brilliant. That was brilliant. So, so again, just the, the thought that goes into that, that you couldn't do that in a standup in a state, like you said, a typical standup, because there was so much depth to those in terms of, you know, because the first one starts off and then you go, okay, that's right. And then the second, and by the last one, the music one was just brilliant with all oh, the yeah, stuff the with the Beatles Holland and all stuff. the buddy yeah, yeah, yeah. and Richie Valens. I just was like, it was, it was yeah, fantastic. <laughs> so I used to host, a, I used to host a trivia night uh, in my twenties at the Blarney Stone. <laughs> I did a, I did a one man story show, uh, six, seven years ago now and actually did it at new village arts, uh, a couple years after that. Uh, they were nice enough to let me do it, but, um, uh, <laughs> it was all about like, most of it is stories that will be on my next album that's coming out next year. But, um, there is a whole big section, a middle section about the Blarney stone oh. mm-hmm. and about like how, it ruined and saved my life at the same time. <laughs> and those are, I, those, those, that can happen. That can happen. That's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, it was one of those things where it's that bar where 
If you go in there at night, you're going to have a great time. If you go in there in day, during the day, like you see your future. Yeah. You know, and like, <laughs> like the golden tea. Yeah. In Carl's yeah. 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 And you're like, I can't do that. Right. I can't do that. End up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, well, you know, this, you talked about your grandfather living. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's another perspective of that. There is. Yeah. There's another <laughs> side. Like, right. yeah. These guys haven't figured out. Right. Well, those guys Look where still... they are at noon. Yeah. 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 They're yeah, not at a job like a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, why aren't you at a job? You look like you're 35. Uh, but yeah, I, I, like um, I talked about the Blarney Stone with such reverence in that story that after the show was over, I was like, man, I haven't been there in a couple of years. And so a couple of us went to the Blarney Stone and we went in, there was a girl there and she ran up to me and she said, I just saw your show at the whistle. And I was like, Really? And she's like, yes. The way you talked about this place, I had to come That's and see funny. it for myself. Oh, wow. And I was like, what? And then we, yeah. Yeah, we all played darts uh, together and drank. And I was yeah. like, That's yeah. really the coolest thing. Yeah, <laughs> so no, I like, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I, the Barney Stone is a weird place, but I used to host trivia. And, and one of the rounds I would do for trivia was I would ask questions and then I would, uh, the, uh, the teams could answer them however they wanted, but it would have to be in like written form. And then I would read them to the audience. And everybody would vote if they liked the answer or not. And if they liked it, then you got a point. And if they didn't like it, then you didn't get a point. <laughs> and so hypothetical history, that track is based on that round of trivia nice. where I would just kind of ask people these random questions about like, what if this happened? What would happen? And, um, and so I collected a lot of those and then convinced so say we ought to let me do it at a show. They were like, it's never going to work. It's not going to work. This is so weird and so out there. It's not going to work. And I'm like, just let me try it. Just let me try it. Like it, if it fails, it fails. It's on me, you know, but I think it'll work. And, uh, and it was great. Yeah, it was it great. There's no, a line you say in that, in that one where you say, I'll wait for that one to yeah. get to the back. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> and I just thought the layers of just that comment. Or something like that. The, it's a, a punk Christian song. Or, or, oh, the living out the lyrics. To, yeah, living out the lyrics to a, Christ, like a, a cautionary punk, Christian punk song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll wait for that. Because there wasn't an immediate, like there was a little, laugh, little laugh, laugh, laugh and then a pause. I'll wait for that to get to the back because it's, for the it's for the, the slower witted people to yeah. get it, but yeah. also for those of you still processing, I'm going to wait for you to get yeah. that because yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. It's been. I mean, storytelling is is so fun for me, and and uh, I. Ju- I mean, I just put out a new album um, called "I Didn't Start the Fire" and other lies. I, I'm sure you had it written down there, but um, no, we like you're doing all our work no, no, for us. My, yeah. This next question: Ask him about his new album. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. so, well, so tell us about your album. I'm going to sit back and drink. So, okay, great. Yeah. Why am I not drinking? This is. You got talking yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, talking, talking. yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Tell me to shut up whenever you want. Uh, no, I mean the the rough drafts. We uh, during so during the pandemic, I couldn't do any the lockdown part of the pandemic anyway. Couldn't do any shows, and so I was like, let's put out this album. I got all these stories recorded. Let's put out an album and see what it does. And it came out and it did very very well. I got it debuted at number two on iTunes, and it was it was amazing. Did not expect that to happen, and and uh, we had a really great time. Uh, like promoting it and, and the feedback like that I got from it. I was like, man, that's all I want. Like all I want is to write something again, taking people on a journey where they can be sad, they can be happy. But I wanted to be like relatable. Like you said, you would screw around with your friends and do stupid yeah. stuff, yeah. you know, <laughs> like that's like the best stuff where you can hear a story and it takes you somewhere that's, you know, that you've been before. And uh, so for this, I have a lot of these shows that I've have, have recorded. And for this album, I realized that I did a lot of stories about how like I've burned bridges in my life, mostly at my jobs, like my old jobs and how I've just pissed a lot of people off. And, uh, and I'm like, that would be a fun theme. Like the first one was just like, 
literally, these are great stories for you to have a drink to. Yeah. Uh, grandfather one, you're sad, you can drink to that. You know, the what if one, you can have be funny and drink to that one. Like, just wanted people to have kind of a companion piece uh, <laughs> for their drinking, you know? And uh, you know how like some bands are like, yeah, you know, listen to this while you're working out. I'm like, nah, listen no, to this while you're just drinking, drinking whatever you want to drink. <laughs> Uh, and this one, it's, I, uh, the theme was just like, let me get out all my, all kind of all my demons with people <laughs> and drink with these demons. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was kind it's, it's been therapeutic. It's, it's right now it's only, um, available on Bandcamp, but it'll be out on Apple music and wider platforms very soon. The name of the album. Uh, I didn't start the fire and other lies. <laughs> and if you'll notice, the cover uh-huh. is a bridge on fire with beer being poured on it. To put it out. Um, because uh-huh. it's, that's the, um, that's kind of the theme. Uh, but I, I used to work in radio for a long time. Um, uh, as a DJ, I was a DJ at star 100.7. And so I tell a story about how I became a DJ star, which is my least favorite music of all time. <laughs> and how I got fired from star very quickly after becoming a DJ at star. And then moving over to 94.9 and my career there and stuff like that. So so it's like, it's kind of like, how did I screw this up so quickly and then somehow make it work, but not really. Uh, and then I tell a story. I worked at SeaWorld for a long time at the Sea Lion and Otter show as the guy who comes out before the show and messes with the audience and does all that stuff. And and uh, I, I, I we were made mimes at one point. And uh, I got into like a, a fight with the vice president of our department about why we were mimes and it was like a big back and forth and um it was crazy it was like a, it was a crazy interaction um so i tell that story and there's a story about when i met steve martin and, and paul simon and uh hung out with them backstage at a show i was open doing a weekend with norm mcdonald and they like showed up one night and we're like what the um so it's like it's like these weird stories and how i ruined that like i just totally <laughs> Totally screw that up with Paul Simon, like completely. Uh, it, it was just so it's like those kind of stories where it's like, how, why did I screw this up? Yeah. And then I'm like, ah, whatever, you know, like, uh, so it's, it's a fun album. It, there, like I was telling you, there's not really like a tearjerker on it, like the grandfather album, uh, grandfather story, but it is a lot of funny. It is a lot of weird. Um, I had a buddy who does, who's like a, a, a house DJ, like does like a house music, you know? And I gave him one of my stories and I was like, can you just like remix this into a song? And so he did. And it's like the weirdest thing <laughs> I've ever heard. So I threw that on the album. Nice. Um, AI will do that for you in five seconds. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's fair. So yeah. So the new album is, is, uh, it's really fun. It's just very strange. I, my wife listens to it and she goes, the whole time I'm just going like, why did you do that? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's a fair question. An extra layer of irony. This album has burned some bridges. No, that's what I mean. She was like, she would ask that. And then like, I think a week after I let her listen to it, she was like, are you sure you should like put this story out into the public? And I'm like, listen, I'm not Coldplay. Yeah. You know, it's not like a millions of yeah. people are going to listen to this thing. You know, I think I'm all right. Well, yeah, maybe now. Yeah. Maybe now that you've come on the big show. The big show. The ILB bump. Not have assumed. You mentioned Rodney Dangerfield being underrated. Agree. Read a piece about Rodney Dangerfield and he talked about the joke that changed his whole career. Because mm. he tried so hard to be in stand up. Yeah. And he wrote jokes and he wrote jokes and he promised his family he, if he didn't get better, he'd quit. And he had to quit because he'd never got any better. <laughs> but then he wrote a joke and he, and that changed the entire way. Have you heard this? The, the, the joke he tells, he, the joke is 
I was making love to my wife and she had a faraway look in her eyes. And I said, honey, is there someone else? And she said, there's just got to be. Yeah. <laughs> and the laugh from the audience was so big. They said, yeah. make fun of myself. Yeah. yeah. The no respect. Man. And, and yeah, that's no where respect. his. Yeah. yeah. He's got, I mean, he was, his, his real name was Joe Ansis and he would, he would, he couldn't make it. He was like an old club comic. Couldn't, like you said, couldn't mm-hmm. make it, couldn't make it. Started selling, I think, aluminum siding. Mm-hmm. That's and, right. Uh, and yeah, and he would, but he would go to clubs and he would hang outside the clubs and he would sell jokes to other comedians huh. just to make, just to stay in the business as much as he could. He'd just sell jokes to other comedians. And I'm like, man, how, like, how, it's just like so weird. Like, that's why comedy to me, stand up comedy, especially, is so weird. It's like, what was he doing wrong? As Joe Ansis, and then all of a sudden doing right as Ronnie Dangerfield. Right. You know what I mean? But he's, he's he said so that was the crux. That was the that joke and the laugh it got changed how he wrote all of his jokes. Well, we, I used to work. I, I wrote in tele, for television for a long time, and we used to always the whole thing that we would do is like be the stories are about us. Like they have to be about us and you and you, like because that's what people can relate to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. It's not like I've lived some fantastical life. Like we've all lived pretty similar lives. So it's like, how do I make what I'm doing relatable? And that's why that stuff works. Like you hear that joke by Rodney Dangerfield and you're like, yeah, my wife kind of. And you feel it, you know, but it wasn't directed at you. So you're not. Yeah, 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 right, yeah, right. Yeah, doesn't have to hurt as bad. Because that yeah, happens sometimes yeah. listening to comedy. Your wife will give you a side eye like, why are you laughing so hard yeah. at that joke? Yeah, 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 for sure. No, it's just funny. It's, yeah. it's universal it's humor. Universally humor. funny, that joke right there. Dallas, uh-huh. I, I've seen uh-huh. you rocking a, a late show with David Letterman shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, your photo of your uh, thousand years with Carl Reiner, Mel Brooks. Uh, some of the things you've mentioned here. Tell us about some of your idols and mentors as a humorist. Oh man, uh, I mean, I think that's that's what I think what makes me like say I'm a humorist is I'm just I, I, old school uh, comedy to me is the best comedy. Um, like I grew up on oddly enough Martin Lewis, uh, were my like my earliest entry into comedy, and it's still like some of the best comedy you'll ever see. They invented sketch comedy essentially, and. Um, they're, some of their bits are just next level funny. No one's come close. Um, I got into Buster Keaton at a very young age, um, which made me want to fall all over the place and I'm still paying for it to this day. Um, but like those people were huge influences on me. Uh, and I was never really a Chaplin fan. Um, Buster Keaton was always my guy. And I, I just love that old school mentality where it's like, it's and maybe it wasn't like this, obviously, but where everything's kind of like a party, you know, like you're all invited to this like cool party. Like that's kind of how <laughs> I feel like old comedy was. Uh, the Marx Brothers were huge for me. Um, and as we got a little bit like Monty Python was kind of the introduction to how comedy could be a little more punk rock and a little more different. And then that led me down the hill of like kids in the hall and uh, uh, uh Early, early Dave Chappelle and and um, David Tell. I don't know if you guys know David Tell at all. From he did Insomniac and Comedy mm-hmm. Central forever. Uh, Norm Macdonald, guys like that, where you're just like, they have this old school mentality to them and feel to them, where it's like they're just hang, like everything's just a hang. Yeah. And so even with my stories or, or, or my comedy, like mo- the stand up I do now, I just do crowd work. Like I don't even worry about bits because I just don't want to deal with the. I get really. Uh, affected if my stuff bombs oh yeah i, <laughs> so, I, I, so I, I, I got to a point where i was just like why am i trying stuff 
Like, this is a terrible idea. I'll just go make fun of the crowd. And so I just do that now. Because um, someone's going to laugh at their friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And, like, one of my earliest influences, too, is Don Rickles. And uh, I got to see him live twice. and It was the greatest. Um, my wife tried desperately to get me to meet him, but it never worked. Um, but he, you know, his his rule of crowd work was always, uh, you can make fun of the guy, but it should, you got to make sure the guy's laughing. And like, it's such a great rule and you don't really know what that means until you start doing it. Mm-hmm. Because like, if he's having a terrible time yeah. and the audience is laughing, there's still, there's weird tension and you're not yeah. going to be able to break it because you're going to feel it. And so it was this great rule. Uh, and, uh, and it's, so I just do a lot of crowd work. I just make fun of people and myself at the same time. Like right. I'm always included in another joke. Uh, currently Jimmy Pardo is probably my favorite stand-up comic that's working all crowd work, all improvised. Every show you go to is different. It's fantastic to see. I've never, I've almost peed my pants several times <laughs> watching him do comedy. Uh, but yeah, those are, those are the people who like got me into comedy. Made me want to do it. Steve Martin is the, is the guy who made me want to try weird things and be kind of an entertainer. I guess probably a humorist because mm-hmm. he was doing so much. You know, he had a book, did movies, stand up, magic for whatever reason. You Wait, know, he was just he's a musician. Musician. I mean, he's yeah. musician. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. an amazing yeah. musician. Yeah. Uh, and so you're like, he kind of does it all. And yeah. I, you know, I've, I've got to hang out with him for a little while and, and, Heard you ruined that. <laughs> Not with him. He brought Paul Simon. That was yeah. Paul Simon's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, I blame Paul Simon on that. I blame Paul Simon. Simon. So does Garfunkel. I said Garfunkel has some words. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, like Steve Martin was just a huge. To me, it was like it didn't seem possible that one person could be trying all of these things and doing all these things. And so that was what I still aspire to do is just like, how many different things can I try and do? Uh, how many bullseyes can I try to hit? And he's hit them all. So I don't, I don't think I'll get there because I'm already too old for that. But, uh, <laughs> but he's just like, again, there's something fun. There's like a party element to Steve Martin that that's what I want to do for anything I do. If you come see me do a show, a stand up show, like we're having a good time. Like I'm not there to like, look how smart I am. You know, <laughs> like it's like, we're having a good time. You come to a story show, like you heard on the album, like I'll, I'll make jokes at the audience if it's not working or something. We're there to have a good time. And, and, uh, I love co- comedy like that. All right. We got to go back to beer though. For Sorry. A yeah, so, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. It's good. So, well, we're going to try another beer yeah. and then we need to, we're, we're, while we're pouring this, we need a beer story from you. So think about that for a second. Yeah, a, 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 a good beer story. Yeah, and you tell us about uh, I'm gonna tell you this one. So this, this one I brought back, I was in Mexico recently and Aguamala, which is a brewery in Ensenada in, which means bad, bad water. water. So I don't know if that's what they do with their water. Is it means bad water? Yes, Aguamala. every time. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, the sorry. water profile down there. We were kind of joking about, I'm you know. I'm doing that for Dallas because I know he only knows how to say two things yeah, in Spanish. Yeah, he does only two things in Spanish. <laughs> I was cracking up on that one too. Um, and, uh, but anyway, so this is their, uh, first of all, when I saw it, it's called their Hazy Make. And I'm like, this is, we need to save this for uh, Beer Week, Shark Beer Week. But it's not going to last. So it's a hazy pale ale. Um, so we'll, we'll give it a shot. We were joking about it because the name of it is Aguamala, and we were saying when you talk about like San Diego water profile. So is that the water profile for Ensenada beers? They <laughs> they, they can only make a certain type of beer down there because of their Aguamala. But I, I, I'm assuming the water smells delicious. Yeah, I had some of their other beers, and they were really good. So it's juicy. It is, and you can smell it. It's got a little bit of the, the hops on the nose and tropical. Yeah, a little pineapple. Oh yeah, a lot of pineapple. He's gonna love it. 
Oh, it, it's pretty, pretty it, good. Yeah. Pale for a pale ale. It is a pale ale. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a. I thought it was going to be one of those disguised pale ales. No, no, it's, where it's pretty, not really pretty, a pale pretty, ale. Pretty, it's pretty an IPA. Standard, just standard with pale ale. Trying to market it slightly different. Dancing no. as. Hmm. Well, that's nice. I like that. Yeah. That's called Mako. Hazy Mako. Hazy Mako. Just keeping keeping notes here. Yeah. Hazy Mako. Hazy Mako. I dig that they're brewing beer in Ensenada. That's cool. There's actually surprisingly enough because uh, when I was down there, I was in in. Baja, but I was in kind of like the, the northern Baja, but I was in the southern end of north. But there are probably just in between TJ, Ensenada, uh, Mexicali, San Felipe, there's probably 15 breweries. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. And that's grown. It's grown a lot in like in the last four or five years. Um, so that's, it's, it's actually really kind of neat to see. All right. Well, so your beer story. Oh, uh, you, got, you got your beer story ready. Right, if you got one. Here it goes. Yeah. I mean, I have a. But it has to do with the Blarney Stone. It does is not. It, no, 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 it does not. I mean, I can. Uh, there's drinking there's stories. There's ones you can tell. There's yeah, drinking yeah. stories about the Blarney Stone. Yeah. But I don't know yeah. if there's much beer involved. Uh, we used to play. I, I will say that we used to play a game at the Blarney Stone. Um, the the drunkest I've ever been in my entire life was uh, from the Blarney Stone. Uh, and you know, I, anybody ever bartended? Have you guys ever bartended? Okay, I, I haven't. Yeah. Okay. But things would get so rowdy at the Barney Stone that we would just be invited to be bartenders for the night. Um, <laughs> I've had that happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was very fun. Um, but there's like a shot book, you know, for bartenders. And it's all alphabetical order. So what we used to do is we would play Battleship. And you would call it a number and a letter. Uh-huh. And then whatever that shot was, you had to take it. Nice. So there was like, you know, however many people were playing and the game could last all night. If you oh. made it all night, it didn't matter. And uh, so one night at the Barnstone, we were playing that game, and um, I, I got really, really drunk. Like, very, very, very drunk. Um, just a next-level drunk. And then the guy who lived across the street was like, hey, and he was an astronomer, still is an astronomer. And he was like, hey, you guys want to come to my house? Uh, some guys are back from the Navy, and they brought absinthe with them. And we were oh. like... Sure. Of course okay. we do. Yeah. Why wouldn't we do that? Yeah. And so because they've never read any Hemingway. <laughs> <laughs> so we went, we, uh, we first stopped at Vaughn's next to the Barney Stone and we bought a bunch of uh, fish and then threw the fish into the trees in the parking lot because that needed to happen. <laughs> and um, then we went to the guy's house uh, and we, he, they brought mm-hmm. out this jar. It was absinthe and, and, I've never had absinthe before. I've never, I didn't really know what it was at the time. I was just like, I'm drinking. We're all drinking. Yeah. Why wouldn't I do this? Right. It's liquid. It's <laughs> we're, all, liquid. we're in a safe space. <laughs> it's kind of like the diesel fuel of liquid. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we, uh, it's swirly. I guess he's swirly. It does have like a shine to it yeah. that you're not prepared for. <laughs> and uh, so they poured it. Yeah. We all did one shot. And then they, they described it in a way that you were like, it's almost like I, when you were a kid and somebody described marijuana to you, you, you I feel like you, there's a feeling that you're supposed to just get drunk on or get high like immediately, right? right. You smoke marijuana and then the world's going to just look wavy to you. Like that's the mentality you have. It was the same with absinthe. I thought like I was going to start seeing like Alice in Wonderland characters yeah. <laughs> and I didn't. And so I was like, well, let's do a couple more. And so <laughs> yeah, you got to uh, get there. You got to uh, get there. Uh, we did a couple more. <laughs> and then I literally can only remember <laughs> to taking those shots <laughs> Waking up on the couch, or I was just on the couch, but I remember being on the couch in the room and across the couch to the other couch, uh, my best friend was just full on making out with some lady. I don't know who, but just like aggressively, you know, I remember that. And then like the TV was on and he was- to win. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. The TV was on, and the TV was like, um, it, he was showing some kung fu movie. He just had it on, but this, but the sound wasn't up. There was, I think, I think it was uh, Luscious Jackson. The band Luscious Jackson was like blaring. <laughs> But again, this could all be in my mind. <laughs> right, right. This is what I'm seeing. <laughs> yeah. And I, and uh, then I, I remember blacking out, waking up in the bathroom. Okay. Uh, not throwing up, just in the bathroom. And I was sitting there and I remember the girl that was making out my best friend uh, ran into the bathroom, pushed me off the toilet, threw up in the toilet. And the next thing I remember was waking up. My face was in the kitty litter <laughs> and then it's still in the bathroom. And then I was out. Right. I wake up in the morning Back on the couch, sitting up though, so that was weird. <laughs> and I look, and the front door is wide open. There's no screen, but the front door is wide open. It's daytime. I'm trying to find the guy who lives there. Nobody else is there but me. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> so I go upstairs, and the guy who owns the place Waiting. is sprawled, naked on his bed, no covers, just completely naked on his bed. And, uh, and then I just, I don't know what to do. So I just walk out and I close the door, you know, <laughs> that's the polite thing to do. And then so like, five minutes later, home. I went to, uh, I went to IHOP, which was down the street. And, uh, a couple minutes after that, my buddy calls me and he goes, uh, Hey, can you pick me up? I'm like, where are you? And he's like, Oh man, I'm down the street. Uh, I don't want to say the guy's name, but he's like, I'm down the street from his house. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, yeah, man, I went home with this girl. Uh, can you come pick me up? And I was like, it's like eight in the morning. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I went and picked him up and then we went and got pancakes mm, and uh, I never saw that ending. guy again. <laughs> and, and never again. Uh, pictures emerged though <laughs> months later and uh, there was pictures of me and several other people with gardening shears <laughs> cutting down trees in the neighborhood <laughs> with gardening shears. Uh, I don't remember that happening whatsoever. Uh, so that's my, my, I don't have a, that it's is, a that's beer. Actually better that's actually better. That's a better story. Though. I like but that's that. like, I since then, the stories that go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, uh, I, I walked away from it going, that's never going to happen again. Yeah. Cause you just get, they I got scared. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, what else did I do? Oh my gosh. Oh, really nice. people? That can yeah. go bad fast. Yeah. But I mean, at least we didn't, I didn't wake up with them. Yeah, no, that's true. That's a plus. That's a plus. Uh, but yeah, I, I really, I, I got to a point, I think we all get to a point where I just, now I just enjoy drinking Yeah, where it used to be like it was for a purpose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now it's just a nice yeah, uh, thing to do. It's maturity. It's maturity. It's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Dallas, I put together a lightning round for you. Uh-oh. If you're willing, this is, a little, this is a way we get to know a little more about you, but fast. I'll try my best. Uh, you've played Does your hand on a few first? of these since I, I've written these in your I'm talk a, about talk. it's the all comedy lightning round. Okay. So what we're going to do, we're going to throw out something. There are no wrong answers Thank unless God. talent decides it's the wrong answer. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, you just go with your gut. I can't wait. And I've been heavily schooled in the judging of a lightning round. Yes. 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 <laughs> we want gut. We don't want you to think, overthink no. it. Okay. And again, I think you've played, I've cr- had been crossing off and moving stuff because he's been mm. oh, sorry. sharing too much. No, that, that's that's good. We already got As to you know you a little bit. But we're going to start you simple right. with some comedy stuff. Can of snakes or water squirting flower? Oh, I would say water squirting flower. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. We're just easy stuff. We're, it's getting yeah. tougher, Joe. Yeah, no, Joe's uh, like, this is too easy. Slipping on a banana peel, fart gag. Oh, fart gag. 100%. Okay. Yeah, I have kids. How blank was it or ex spouse jokes? Uh, I guess how blank was it? Yes, I think uh, a yeah, dangerous ex-spouse. Yeah, yeah. These are just warming them yeah, up. This is the last really of good. the easy ones. As, I, as it stands, I don't have an ex-spouse. Yeah. So knock knock jokes or puns? Oh, puns. Yes, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. No right answers, but that was that the right, was right answer. answer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. 
Right. Yeah, that was it for easy stuff. I really wanted to get like really heatedly political all of a sudden. I don't know. It will be <laughs> heated comical. Okay. Kimmel or Colbert? Oh, Colbert. Letterman or Leno? <laughs> Too easy. Letterman. Come on. Yes, yeah, that was Leno. Was, Leno uh, I'm sorry. Leno in his early days as a stand up, phenomenal though. Uh, I mean, if you can get early Leno stand up, you'll be so excited. Johnny Carson or Bob Hope? Whoa. Um, Carson? I'll probably go Carson. Bob Hope's a little rough to re-listen to. <laughs> yeah, As a kid, weird. I used to think, this guy's got it. And then you listen to it and go, oh, you're not supposed to say those yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an interesting guy. Right? Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of things where you should yeah. leave but, back. But I think comedy yeah. has to get a free pass yeah. on yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I just I'm think sure it not. does. Yeah. Lucille Ball or Carol Burnett? Ooh. Carol Burnett. Marx Brothers or Three Stooges? Marx Brothers. Dangerfield or Bob Newhart? Oh, come on. That's not a fair question. It's just gut, man. Uh, I, my gut says Dangerfield. So, bigger, so you're good. Uh, no, you're bigger, good. I would just say that because he had a bigger stand-up career. <sighs> That's, I was, all right. No, we're, we're just yeah, like right. Right. Oh, no, it's tough. It's Caddyshack uh, and Back to School. I mean, those are two of the... I'll tell you what, you go back and read some Bob Newhart stuff, and it is, it is just well, gold. Yeah. And I think I was too young no, was to too understand young to the layers of the humor. Yeah. A few but, months ago, okay. I, bought a, I found a Newhart record, one of his first records, and I, I uh, it's so good. Right. Really great. He's great. He's great. His delivery, there's nothing else like it. Stephen Wright would be the closest in deadpan, but it's a different kind of deadpan. It's, it's just, a different. Uh, I mean, well, he just did such great character work. Like, yeah. what he was doing as a stand-up was just, it, it, he bridged the gap between, like, the old weird club Vegas comics to what became the club Vegas comics. So that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Gilda Radner, Madeline Kahn, Madeline Kahn, Red Fox, Richard Pryor. Uh, you know what? Oh, Red Fox, Red Fox. I gotta give you the nod. on. I gotta give him the nod on that. Joan Rivers or Phyllis Diller. Joan Rivers. Uh, and I will say why I saw her live. Uh, open for Rickles, and uh, sh- I laughed. It was the first time I ever saw her do stand up. I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. She mm-hmm. was so yeah. rapid fire and amazing. And the, her documentary uh, is like you have to watch it if you haven't watched it. It's great. I saw Phyllis Diller open for Don Rickles. Really? Oh, that's great. As a kid, my yeah. parents should not. And I think I did pee myself <laughs> laughing so hard. Uh, Diller, mm-hmm. Phyllis Diller is great. Yeah, this is you're you're giving me. Tough, yeah. That's tough. These are gut yeah. reactions, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We won't tell anyone. Early <laughs> Eddie Murphy, early Dave Chappelle. Uh, early Dave Chappelle. I think he was. He, that, sorry. That tells I, me that he's about five yeah, to ten years age, younger you than us. Delirious Eddie Murphy. Delirious Saturday Night Live. Eddie Murphy was pretty funny. Oh, see, now that's funny. I hate Saturday Night Live, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I don't. It doesn't ring for me. Nothing works. But I know that he. But he kind of carried that show. Oh, that yeah. Time. That's why. Well, I he had that. And that was, see, those were my, like, middle school and yeah. the early high school years. So, like, that was what was the latest. Yeah. Yeah. Lord yeah. Michaels used to say that the best Saturday Night Live cast was the one that you had when you were in high yeah. school. And that's what right. it was. Right. That's, yeah. that's, that's a true statement. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld or Larry David? Oh. Whoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> pretty proud of that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, late edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm probably going to go Jerry Seinfeld. It's almost a tie on that one. It it is really close. Larry David gives me anxiety after a little while. After about 15 minutes, I'm I'm, I'm as 
As Fidgety as he is. Yeah. <laughs> Seinfeld is, I mean, Larry David's amazingly funny, but Seinfeld, I think, is just a better writer. All right. These next four, I almost feel guilty for asking, but I, I'm going to ask anyway. <laughs> going to do it. Yeah. Okay. These are brutal. Next one's Andy Kaufman. You already think of that's the answer. Norm MacDonald. Oh, Norm MacDonald. That, that's my quirky humor. That's my quirky humor one. Yeah. That, that's like you got to be in the brain space they're in yeah. or you're not laughing. See, I think like in some ways people like Norm MacDonald talk about someone that maybe is underappreciated. As a, it, it, I mean, I know he was big and he's big and all those things, but just from the common, like normal people, when you then, then you go back and watch his stuff and it's just, he was brilliant. Uh, he has a bit. I, can I tell a quick Norm yes, story? Yeah. So I got to, I, I mentioned I got to, and I, on my new album, I didn't start the fire and other lies available. <laughs> um, I tell this, this story about meeting Steve Martin and, and I, I met him because I was opening for Norm MacDonald and we were there for a weekend. And that was like a huge get for me. Like I couldn't believe it that I got to open for Norm MacDonald. And I was so nervous. He could not have been nicer. Like there are standups. I've been doing stand up for a long time. I've been very fortunate to work with a lot of really big people. There's some standups. They're the just the biggest a holes, oh, yeah, sure. and there's and but Norm, he was such a sweetheart, and he would sit and drink coffee backstage all night. We would just drink all night, like just coffee, and talk about old comedy. He loved old comedy. He had like a dictionary brain for comedy. He would listen to every set I did, which a lot of the headliners will never do. They don't care. He listened to every set. He would give me jokes and tags and you should do this. You should do that. And then he would ask me for what I thought about his set. And I'm like, who the hell? (laughs) Uh, He was so nice, but he, that weekend was huge because his feature was this guy, Sean O'Connor, who has written on every show that you've seen. Um, So funny. And Norm, sorry, this is a long story, but Norm was told basically you have, you have 60 minutes. And he was like, Why? (laughs) <laughs> and they're like, because we have, you know, two shows, you have to do 60 minutes. That's the rule. Why? <laughs> and they just kept going back, you know, and they were like, well, that's what the manager said. Sorry. Like the manager, the, the owner of the club said you have 60 minutes. And he goes, oh, but I don't understand. Like it went back and forth forever. <laughs> and me and Sean O'Connor are just sitting there like watching this fight. That's not a fight. You know, it's just like, it's the weirdest thing. And then he finally goes, um, yeah, all right. <laughs> 60 minutes. And then Norm goes to the bathroom and Sean O'Connor goes, he's going to do like two hours. <laughs> and he gets up the first night and he's, and he, sure enough, he does 90 minutes and he's the last 30 is all riffing. Like there's no material <laughs> anymore, on, purpose. on purpose. And uh, he was just going, you know, you're not going to stop Norm. You're not going to turn off his mic. Yeah. Show was sold out and he started riffing this bit. And, uh, and it ended up being the name of the next special he did. But he started riffing this bit about Hitler having a dog. <laughs> and he just is riffing on this. He started talking about dogs and cats and he ripped this thing about Hitler. And, uh, and I'm not going to do it justice, but basically he was, the whole bit was like, uh, you know, dogs love everybody. <laughs> they don't know who you are. You know, <laughs> Hitler had a dog. You know? Hitler walked in the door. The dog was like, yeah, Hitler's home. Yeah. Hitler. <laughs> and it's just so genius. And he comes backstage and Sean O'Connor, like crying in the green room. And we're like, that's so funny that Hitler's like, he's like, yeah, I don't know. We're like, what are you talking about? Like, that's so funny. And then he kept it in the, the set and worked it out to this like huge, wonderful bit. And uh, then the ne- his next special was named uh, Hitler's dog. And uh, that's it's very cool brilliant. Story. But yeah. I, yeah, it was like, my little piece that I get to go, like I, I encouraged I him that, yeah, to keep yeah, that yeah. in the, in the yes. set. Yeah. He's, he's so he's great. Brilliant. My version of that is the, uh, 
Peerview Pale. I, I gave that's Mark Brazil notes. That's, that's not quite yeah. the same, is it? But it's it's really not fair. quite the I same. Mean, to certain people, it's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To no one, <laughs> is that the same? Yeah, it depends on your audience. Well, I thought the Kaufman McDonald one was pretty tough, but yeah. apparently, yeah. Uh, no. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to do that again. Okay. Trying to tougher this day. There we George go. Carlin, Robin Williams. Oh, uh, yeah. oh man. Okay, good. Redeem myself. Yeah, yeah, that was too, yeah, yeah, apparently yeah. Andy Kaufman hasn't done shit for Dallas. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I like Andy Kaufman. Carlin or Williams? I love what Kaufman did for comedy, but I know. Um, Carlin or Williams? My gut says Carlin, but um, oh man! But as far as like, I would I, like. Here's what I have to say. My gut says Carlin because he 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 became just this utter genius. He was always very smart, but he be, I got to see him live in Vegas back in 2000, um, and he was working out a new special, and it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So I'm very partial, but but breath of career. I mean, yeah. Robin yeah. Williams is yeah, kind of the sure. guy, dude. Yeah. I mean, like mm-hmm. he's just so. What have you, you not? Go with your gut. Yeah. You gotta go with your gut. What, what do you yeah. not do and not do well? Oh, yeah. You know, actually, Robin Williams. I'm gonna go Robin Williams. Okay, I'm gonna go Robin Williams. I feel like this one's a giveaway too, but we'll, we'll see. I throw a twist in here. Don Rickles. He's already thinking. The answer is Don Rickles. Yeah, probably. This is King of Zing. That's the topic for this one. Okay. Don Rickles or Groucho Marx? Uh, yeah, Don Rickles. Okay. I I used to have this picture on my phone that was, uh, my screensaver was Don Rickles and his bulldog. And uh, I don't know why it was. Don't ask questions. <laughs> uh, that's what it was. And my daughter, when she was little, she used to, she was like two, and she would always look at the phone, and she would go, and I would say Don Rickles, and she would Don Rickles, Don Rickles, and she would try to say it. And then we literally went to a park one time, and a bulldog walked by, and she went Don, <laughs> Don Rickles, <laughs> and I'm like, that's the greatest thing ever. That she that thinks is, that's what a Don Rickles is. That is processing something in my mind that's not funny so i'm not gonna say <laughs> okay it. Yeah, but i have one more one more yeah, yeah, yeah this is the king of satire at least american satire mark twain or kurt vonnegut jr uh i'm gonna have to go twain i'm gonna have to go twain mark him down as a correct answer um, <laughs> i think he nailed the whole thing thank you wow yeah. my goodness yeah twain twain is just uh the, the thing that, that people don't understand about twain was all his like one-liners are just Fantastically beautiful. Uh, Ronnie gets great, but you just have to be in the right headspace. <laughs> Some of that's rough too. Sometimes, sometimes the Vonnegut can be rough, but the Twain yeah. is genius. Again, many times over. Twain to me is like a party. You know, Vonnegut, it's like the guy who left the party early to, <laughs> <laughs> to go find to some go. guard cheers. And, yeah, I have no idea what the heck is going on after that. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, thank you for playing. Yeah. Lightning oh, Round. Yeah, thank you. Comedy Edition. Fun. The album is... Is there like a stinger for that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I have to come up with something that... the. Record that. Yeah, I'm looping. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't start the fire and other lies is the album. It's an album. It's on Bandcamp now. Be on Apple Music and iTunes very, very soon. Dallas McLaughlin, thank you for sharing your story with us, your beer with us. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, course. Listeners, thank you for spending the hour with us. You can follow Dallas at, at Dallas McLaughlin on Instagram. Where else? I will say this it's at Dallas McLaughlin because oh, okay. my middle name is Scott. So oh. it's D- Dallas oh. S. McLaughlin. I know it's confusing. That's also the, my Easy website. It is just remember Dallas McLaughlin. Uh, my website is uh, DallasMcLaughlin.com. Uh, is where you can check it out and uh, links everything on my website. But yeah, Instagram is probably where I'm most active. And this but, summer, uh, 
this summer, please, uh, we open May 10th. Come see Jesus Christ Superstar. I, I get to be here. It's like a dream role for me. Can't believe they're letting me do it. Moonlight uh, Theater, right Moonlight here in Vista. Theater and Vista. It's going to be a great show. I mean, the town, I saw rehearsal the other day. So I don't belong on the stage with everybody else. They're so, <laughs> so singing, good. Singing the show, I am singing. Nice. Uh, there we go. I know. It's a talk singing kind of a thing. <laughs> Listen, if Alice Cooper can do it, I can do it. Yeah, uh, but it's uh, it's going to be a great show. Yeah, please come see Juice Christ Superstar May 10th through May 28th, I think. Nice. Check Dallas out. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. I like beer, the podcast. We'd love to keep drinking, but right now, we got to run. B double E double R U N beer run. B double E double R U N beer run. All we need is a ten and a fiver, a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N beer run. <laughs>